The Sacramento Kings go into Memphis and lose a very tough game, 118-108. It was a game that was close until about midway through the fourth quarter when the Grizzlies finally pulled away and were able to hold on to a double-digit lead. The Kings made kind of a, a little run with a couple threes, uh, at the very end of the game, but it was not enough to come back against the Grizzlies because then Steven Adams had a possession where he had about three or four offensive rebounds on one possession, and that was the killer in the game. The Kings started this game out really well. They ended up going up 16-9, to and they did it not through good shooting, but through just getting more shots than the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies at one point were 0 of 3 from the field, and the Kings were 3 of 10, so they'd taken 7 more shots, and they did it through forcing turnovers and getting on the offensive glass. The Kings also started out the game defending pretty well, and the only way that the Grizzlies were getting points were at the free throw line through getting bailed out by the refs, John Morant getting calls that were very questionable as he usually does he yells for fouls on every single play but Sabonis picked up two early fouls which sent him to the bench which did not bode well for the Kings for the rest of the quarter even though he did come back in uh, not too long after that and didn't have to deal with too much foul trouble after that but it definitely was a little bit of a momentum killer for him to go out of the game and mostly when it was just a play where he went straight up and jaw through his arms into him and yelled and got a call. The Grizzlies as a team shot nine more free throws than the Kings, but only made one more. They went 16 for 24 from the free throw line. The Kings went a perfect 15 for 15, so that's nice to see from the Kings. Finally having a game where they make their free throws. But that was really the only place that the Kings shot well. They... From the field, they barely got over the 40% mark at 40.6%. And throughout most of the game, the shooting was terrible. There was maybe two spurts of good three-point shooting, and then the rest, we just could not make a shot. And there was just points of the game where the Kings would get a little bit sloppy offensively and allow some offensive rebounds and allow the Grizzlies to kind of make a get a little bit of a lead, maybe seven points around there. Never really double digits, but, you know, the upper single digits. And the Kings would always fight back with timely shooting from mostly Malik Monk, but also, you know, a few other guys. Malik Monk was solid in this game. He had 18 points and was doing everything he could to carry the offense that was struggling for a large portion of this game. He didn't necessarily do it efficiently, but he no one else was doing it efficiently, so he might as well just take all the shots. The Grizzlies just posed such a matchup problem for the Kings because the Kings had to double-team Jaron Jackson Jr. in this game, and in, that's not a good sign. When you have to double a guy that's not necessarily the biggest offensive weapon, you know, he's solid, but when you have to double him and leave John Morant or Dylan Brooks, or other guys open. Like, if you have to double someone other than Jaw on the court, that's really not a good sign, and it's just a lack of 
size at the four position in Jaron Jackson Jr. being an extremely big power forward. But even off the bench, you know, the Kings have no size. And that was a big problem in this game. And that's even without the Grizzlies having Brandon Clark, who, who was out injured in this game. If he was in this game, it would have been an even bigger problem because he brings a lot of size and athleticism off the bench. But the Kings just could not contain Steven Adams. Steven Adams had 23 rebounds and 13 of them were offensive rebounds. He was a beast on the offensive glass. And as a team, the Grizzlies got 21 offensive rebounds to the Kings 14. And the Kings getting 14 offensive rebounds is pretty good as well. So they were doing a good job uh, on the glass there as well with Sabonis having six of them. But the Kings just cannot match up with this Grizzlies team's size. John Morant had 35 points in this game, and he did it by just attacking and drawing fouls. That's really all he did was just throw himself into players. And he also had a lot of floaters in this game, which was when, you know, Sabonis was playing drop against him. If they forced him into that coverage, then John Morant would just float it over him. But it just really annoys me how every single time he shoots the ball, he is yelling to try to get a foul. It is just the most irritating thing to watch. But he was obviously a very big problem for the Kings, and De'Aaron Fox on the other side did not have a good shooting game uh, for the really the second game in a row, where he had only 19 points, 7 for 18 from the field. He did hit two out of his four threes, but one of them was a banked-in lucky three. And he was just not... You can really see the difference between him and Jaws. Like, Fox just does not attack as much. He's not as aggressive as Jaws. Jaws is flying at the rim every single possession. And I just think Fox settles for his outside shot a little too much. Obviously, we know how deadly that mid-range can be, which is fine, mostly in, like, the fourth quarter. But... I think he just sells for threes and long twos too much and doesn't attack the defense enough. And I think at times in this game, the Kings were just settling for a lot of threes. And some of it was forced by the Grizzlies. And, you know, I'm not necessarily mad about it when it's late in shot clocks. Because there were a lot of late shot clock threes because the Grizzlies, with their length and size, were forcing the Kings into very tough offensive possessions. But it's the early threes, mainly from the bench, that really annoyed me. Mainly from, like, Trey Lyles is the main culprit every single time of just jacking up an early three. He was one for five from three in this game. And that's really what allows the Grizzlies to create separation, is when we just come up and take a bad three and miss it for, like, three or four straight possessions. And then the Grizzlies go down and score on layups on even just two out of four of those possessions, I mean, that's a sizable advantage that the Grizzlies are creating, and that happened at multiple different times throughout this game. And like I said, it's just, it was a game of runs, of the Grizzlies going on a run, and then the Kings kind of pulling it back, and the Grizzlies would always have the run that would get them into the lead, and the Kings run would have to be pulling them back. The Kings could never just really get a lead. They did on two separate occasions, one in the first quarter and then one in the third quarter, they got leads. But throughout most of the game, it was the Grizzlies 
in the lead, and the Grizzlies made the final run of the game, and that was the difference. It was impressive that the Kings stayed in this game with how poorly they were shooting the ball. The Kings had six guys in double figures, but nobody passed 20 points, which I think is the first time that's happened all season. And it was just a game where there wasn't really even a single person that truly stepped up to carry the offensive load. You know, I came into this game thinking maybe there was a way that the Kings could steal the game because the Grizzlies had some guys out and were on a back-to-back. And that was the reason some guys were out, was they're they're on a back-to-back. And the Kings kind of, they kept it close and, you know, were trying to put themselves in a position where in the fourth quarter they could steal the game. And it just didn't happen because they weren't knocking down shots and Tyus Jones couldn't miss from three, it felt like. Yeah, he went five for seven from three. And I think even he banked in one at one point like Fox. I feel like this is a game that we can look back on. It's like it wasn't a bad performance because the Grizzlies are a very good team. And we put ourselves in a position where just if some shots go down and if some shots for the Grizzlies don't, then we could be talking about the Kings kind of stealing this game in Memphis. But that didn't happen. And, you know, that's going to happen sometimes. The last thing that I, I saw from this game was I, I thought that the refs were cracking down on carries, but apparently John Morant is the exception to that because he was carrying the ball multiple times on every play blatantly, and it was not called. So that was every, every time, like every possession, it felt like I was just seeing him carry. It's very annoying to watch when you see other guys around the league getting calls for it. It's just, you you got to be consistent. And the refs were definitely not consistent in this game with that. Anyways, we move on to a rematch against the Jazz, this time in Utah. And I feel like this game against Utah is an extremely evenly matched game because I think the Kings are the better team. But being on the road obviously gives the Jazz that advantage, and I feel like that kind of evens things out. I think that this will be an extremely close game, just like the last one. It's also, I think, extremely hard to beat a team twice in a row when the games are in such close succession, and, you know, obviously when the teams are pretty tight in terms of just how good they are. The Jazz have lost their last four games now. They lost to Miami uh, today, or no, that was yesterday, I think. So obviously not a great spell for them. They're now one game under 500. But hopefully in this game we can finally stop Jordan Clarkson from killing us, because in the last two games against the Jazz, he's gone off. And uh, obviously Laurie Markkinen, who went off in the last game against us. I mean, I don't know how we're going to stop him. I don't know if there's a way because we just don't have the personnel to match up with him and maybe that's okay and we just try to not let anybody else beat us and that's probably the way that we win this game kind of like we did in the last game try to limit guys like Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson and whatever happens with Mark and you kind of live with whatever one-on-one matchup uh, that develops into. 
Anyways, that is it for this episode of The Royal Report. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, make sure to leave a rating and review. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore The Royal Report. And I will see you guys next time to recap the game against the Jazz. Peace.